0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 93 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black, and today we're gonna to talk about the shows from Monday, December 4th through Thursday, December 7th, and also the two Sunday, December 3rd shows that we did get to talk about. So we're just gonna go right into those now. We're gonna start with the December 3rd shows. We're gonna start with GCW's What is Your Choice? And we can go over with a eight-person tag match with Buzzy, Ellie Catch, and Effie know what second gear occurred call one and miss warner they defeat wasted youth dylan mckay marcus matthews alex price and Cole rock at eight minutes in two seconds much to say which between trees Williams 11 minutes and 39 seconds for the Gso tactile response is for dominic ganari and kevin ku retains over the main of Lines and badai's black at eight minutes in 46 seconds Billy starts feeding Unagi sakai at 12 minutes in 29 seconds for the G C world title, Blake Christian defeating Little Gwib to retain the title at 7 minutes and 47 seconds. Jordan Oliver defeating Grand K. at 14 minutes and 1 second. Non-title match, Ultra Jim Arena, R- yeah, Master defeating Tony Dimmitt at 13 minutes and 17 seconds. Intact match, Charles Mason and Power Alex Hammerstone and Richard Holiday at 15 minutes and 33 seconds. Mikey Edo Mike Bailey 16 minutes and 14 seconds. In main event, in a career versus broski match. So, Matt Cardo, he must leave GCW, but Jimmy Lloyd loses. He must become Matt Cardo's broski. And Matt Cardo retains his career in GCW and defeats Jimmy Lloyd at nine minutes and one second. So, Jimmy Lloyd must become Cardo's broski. Honestly, this show is actually pretty fun. Uh, I would not, honestly, I would not have made Matt Cardo versus Jimmy Lloyd the main event, to be brutally honest. That should have been like the first like three matches, if I'm being honest. Again, it was in Cardo's home state, but honestly it did not need to be the main event but only matches i say watch from the show would be Bill, uh sliver versus tracy williams the gcw title match, match versus sakaya and oliver's logo that's really the only ones i recommend checking out but that's gcw <clears throat> and then going to the other sunday december 3rd show that i didn't get just talk about is West Coast Portal Wrestling's Monster the final show of 2023? So we get with Joe Jewel to feed male Fawn at 7 minutes and 58 seconds. In team match, Lessa Steve, Sostini Rose, and Ricky Gee defeating the West Coast Drone Crew, Dronos and Boris Isaac 12 minutes and 57 seconds. Brian Keith defeat feed Misak Moshuki at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. In a Lucha world six man tag match, Aramis, Iron Kid, and Wicked Wicked defeating Black Tours and los Fibros, Legato, and Toxin at 17 and a half minutes. Richard Ellerin, who was substituted for Johnny Robbie due to injury, defeated Mo Yamano, who was representing Marvelous Pro Wrestling, at 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Speaking of Marvelous, for the women's title, the West Coast Pro Marvelous' is its own Takama Aura retained towards Stranger Moon, at 14 and a half minutes. semi for the West Coast Pro Heavyweight Tall champion Starboy Charlie retained towards Jack Cartwheel at 12 minutes and 42 seconds. And the main man and tag team Chris Hero and Kenta Defeat Ty's Alexander and Kevin Blackwood at 28 minutes and 25 seconds. From this show, I say... This is actually a really fun show. I say... Watch the Keith Misuki match. The Lucha World six-man tag. The two title matches in the main event. That's the ones I recommend. But that is West Coast Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to the Monday, December 4th shows. We kick it off with Big Japan Pro Wrestling's December two days, night one. We kick it off... With a pre-show match, Abdullah Kabashi defeat Yuji Tanaguchi, by submission via Cross at 8 minutes. So actual show starts up with Katsusuki Hashimoto defeat Misaki Mohoro by submission via Ankle Lock at 9 minutes and 15 seconds. In tag team match with Yokohama Turn Street, 6-minute tag team, Yasumi Nakanoi in one half of the Big Japan tag teams, Dakota Moro defeat Daji Hashimoto and Kasimusha Yoshida via Legro World clutch at 11 minutes and 31 seconds. 6-minute tag team, we have Project Havoc, Slain, Buzzer, Endakar and Tambesa. Defeat the Yokohama Street 6-man tag in and World Straw Heavyweight Champion Ioyagi, Shihiro Iri and Kota Sokifuda at 11 minutes and 12 seconds via 5-bird splash. Tag Team Barbed Wire Match, Masa Takahashi and Yusasuke Ito defend Yokohama Street 6-man tag team, Kasusuma Kito, Yuta, and Kiko Hoshino at 13 minutes and 12 seconds with the Kawana. And in our semi-main event, the First up two semifinal matches of the 2023 Deathmatch Tag Team Tournament. Deathmatch I Yugi shikawa and Daiju Wakamatsu defeat Asama Kotaga and Hayoshi Kamatani at 12 minutes and 49 seconds via Leisure's effect. And in the main, the other semifinal match, Masashi Takata and Takumi Tutemaru, also known as Crazy Lovers, defeat Ryu Ito and Michio Keijiyama at 13 minutes and 15 seconds via Running Sudan. So the finals is Ishikawa and Wakamatsu versus Crazy Lovers on December fifth, which we'll talk about when we get to the Tuesday side. But that's Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we we'll go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling's World Tag League Night number twelve. This is B Block action, and we kick it off with tag team match with House of Torture Show and Yoshihiro Karma defeat Los of Day Pones, Day Never, number oh Oppoai, James Shingo Nakagi, and Bushi, and they win in three seconds via rope uh, Bushi. Six man tattoo match, we had Gita Agony, Bishop Khan, and Tori Leona. Team of Bolton Oleg, Divine Kitakimiya, Rai Owe, and Oscar Lube at six minutes and 17 seconds. We had Fall from Heaven on Lube. Then, six man tattoo match, we had United Empire's Gravel Khan, Calum and Hinari. Divine Chaos is never open. six man tattoo edge, Ishii, and Tori Team of Togma Hama at six minutes and 28 seconds. Vice submission fee, Ultima on Hama. Then, six man tattoo match. we had House of Tortures, Yuchi Takahashi, Dick Togo, and Evil. Devin Shoto, Umino, Ren Narita, and Rizuka Deguchi at 9 minutes and 43 seconds via Scorpion Deflock on Deguchi. And our final undercard before we get to the World Tag League matches. Bullet Clubs, Gabe Kit, Alex Kaga, and Taiji Ishimura. Team DMDK's Mikey Nicholas, Shane Hayes, and Kusei Fujita at 8 minutes and 33 seconds by submission via Bone Lock on Fujita. Then our first of four B-Block matches of the 2023 World Tag League. Rook, Army, Dice, like Fall and Jack Bonzo. defeat Justify, guys. KOPW, 2023 champion Taiji, Yuya at... let see how match went. At in six seconds for uh, Ballylock Fall on Yu Mora. I don't know why I forgot to turn the time there. Anyway, our second uh, B-Block action, non-title, it is... Tr- oh, boy, Tetris, Chris Desi, Ellis Fantasmo, and Hickaleo. for of Joe and Alice Jr. So the Team CM must win or they are mathematically eliminate. And Chris Desi do eliminate team's When they get the win, at 16 minutes and 20 seconds, free at the Supreme War Thunder kiss 86 on Submarino Jr. And then our third B-Block action non title, another non-titled, RWGP, Tetris, Bishmon, and Yoshihashi, defeat Minoru Suzuki, and Eugene Naga in 42 seconds, feet go to and Nagata. And by the way, Bishmon had to win or they were mathematically eliminated. And due to Bishmon getting the win, actually L.A.J. had been mathematically eliminated. Because originally, if L.J. won, they would still have a chance. But due to Bishmon winning, uh, L.J. does are mathematically eliminated. And actually speak of LLJ, Yojutsu J. and Soda Jr. Do defeat Monster Sauce, Linus Archer, and Alex at 13 minutes and 16 seconds via Gene Blaster on Alex So Stain's after night 12. In first place, Strong Opoi, Tedjic, Grails, and Destiny. Just five guys in Monster Sauce with eight points, four wins, and two losses. In second place, IWGP Tedjic, Bichmon with seven points, three wins, two losses, one draw. So anybody under Bichmon are mathematically eliminated. So in third place, LLJ with six points, three wins, and three losses. In 4th place, Sampanojo and Alejo with 5 points, 2 wins, 3 losses, 1 draw. And 5th place, Baruch Army with 4 points, 2 wins, and 4 losses. And Eugene Nagano Minoru, in last place with 2 points, 1 win, and 5 losses. So it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now we'll go over to... Uh, WWE Monday Night Raw, and we kick off this week's Raw with Drew McIntyre makes his way down to the ring. He says it's the lane where he feels like everyone lost their mind. He says you can't get fired or leave Dirty, but instantly forgiven it and be able to do it what you want upon return. He says Jey Uso doesn't deserve his world heavyweight Tom match against Seth Rollins later in the show, and reflects on his interaction with Rollins last week. Then play- puts JD on notice, and then same, same music is hits, and he makes way down the ring. His matter has a lot to say, but everyone that tells him that he has something to say to him, he, he must do it to his face. Magdar says he does and says Sammy deserves to be screwed over by the bloodline. He explains that he was an errand boy of the group, but he screwed him over, and because of that, he deserved what happened to him at the hands of Robin Reigns. Sam says he thought he was like Drew, but admits he was wrong. Says the two of them are nothing alike. He's unlike Magdar, he's not delusional and doesn't blame everyone around him. He says when he lost his undisputed universal tall master world back in February in Montreal, he stayed mainly in the the main event arrest, technically night one, but whatever. He says he made his family parent and then questions whether the same can be said for McIntyre. McIntyre just told Sammy while won't be walking out of the arena tonight and then calls for the referee. So we go to that match right now. Drew McIntyre versus Sammy. same. Drew sends Sammy Crash in the corner. They hit the belly to belly throw. It hits a chop. A hit by sends him to the outside. Sammy sends McIntyre Crash in the ring post. And it goes right over the top rope we'll to take him out as we go to commercial break. We come out for a break. Sammy fires chops on McIntyre on the outside, but McIntyre looks to send Sammy crashing in the barricade, but a nice top of it and hits a moonsault on the McIntyre. Constant backs out of the ring, looks to John, but McIntyre catches him with a clothesline as he gets back in. Falls with a pair of chops, but Sammy levels up, levels a couple of chops off his own. McIntyre takes Sane out with a chop, stomps on his face, and then both his legs, and charged him in the corner. Sammy catches him with a back elbow and a boot, and like the elbow drop off the middle row. And then he twists his ankle, hits a kick to Magtar's mid looks to do a suplex but Magtar, blocks it, It looks for him for his own. Simi escapes and sends Magtar crash in the ring post shoulder first and gets him up and over for a suplex. Farts off a few right hands. And said they connects so for dinner. DD climbs the top rope. He looks for an, an out drop, but Drew hits a belly-to-belly suplex, falls over the belly-to-belly throw, followed by a swing neck breaker. He kicks up, and, but is closed out out ring by Sammy. Looks to go fly over the top rope, McIntyre catches and tosses over an table as we go to a second commercial break. We come back from that second break, seeing rolls of McIntyre for a two count, then hits the spine, falls over the powerbomb, goes for a cover of his own, but Sammy kicks it at the last second. Then he look, sets him on top rope, tries to hit a white noise off the middle rope, but Sammy catches into a sunset flip, falls the right hands across the spine of McIntyre then looks to play in him, but Drew hits a Glasgow kick, scissor for Claymore, where Sammy catches it with a boot to his face, connects with Blue Thunderbomb for a two-count. Magtar hits a chop, and looks for a second one, but Sammy hits a boots to his head, and looks to flat over the ropes. His legs gives out when he went after we flat off the middle rope, then will drop, in the match, but he manages to crash out of the ring. As he holds his ankle, the referee checks on, Magtar hits a chop block, and then connects with the Claymore to put Sammy away at 20 minutes and 6 seconds. Really fun match to kick off uh raw this was almost like a pay-per-view opening type match i give this one seven out of ten then after the match over has his arm raised and says, the troop will set you free while well, he looks into the camera then we go backstage barn says the interview with shana base was so he starts to by, and baser recalls putting naya on the shelf two years ago by breaking her arm then she said she would remind her of limb by limb then we get a field package. Every Jay Uso double's world heavyweight title match against Seth Rollins. He recalls his brother Jimmy Uso calls him the undisputed universal against Roman at SummerSlam. Jesse, he had to walk away and convince himself that he was done. He said change that changed when he got a call from Cody Rhodes. He said Cody told him that he won not Quake and be his all man. Then Jay says, "More he thought about, the more he realized Cody was right." Jay says he's been fighting for favorite for his entire life, but he's just fighting for himself now. Jay turns his focus to Seth Rollins and prove to the world two Rollins into his family what they call him, "Made event Jay Uso. That was actually a great promo from Jay Uso, and, but with that this past Monday was actually the anniversary of Umaga's death. So Jay Uso he was paying homage to him in that world title match. Then we go back to Jake Ryman trying to get. Hoping to speak with Sami Zayn, but McIntyre attacks Sami. Then he told me, he "Brought this on himself when he told his family." Then he steps on the back, bad ankle. As Adam Pierce, producers, and referees interfere, then we come out for Jay Uso checks on Sami Zayn, and assures him everything would be all right. Then we got somewhere else backstage bars that is with Becky Lynch, but Naya quickly interrupts and dismisses him, calls him Barney, which I I'm not gonna lie, I actually chuckled at that. Becky told Naya that she's out of her seat from. And people forgot, so Naya punched Becky in the face that broke her nose. That was five years ago. Then she's the Says once she's done squashing Naya, she's all hers. And Becky told her she couldn't wait. So we go to that match now. Naya Jacks goes well with up. Basler. Basler hits a few kicks in Naya's slide before Naya tosses her across the ring and hits a splash in the corner. Looks for a second one, but Basler avoids it and hits a jumping knee and logs an arm submission. Naya into a power one, sends Basil crash out of the ring and sends her face bounce off the announce table, gets her up on the shoulders, sends her crash in the ring post, spine first, kicks and hits a kick to her off the apron, looks up on her hand, but Naya trips Shana and hits a leg drop to the back of the head as we go to commercial break. After the break, Naya sends Shana in the mat, spine first, then sends her crash in the ring post, shoulder first, hits the hip attack, and then Basil's hip bounce off the mat. Basil Fires up a series of kicks on Nia, but Nia manages to get Baser on her shoulders. It's a small drop. Looks for her hip attack, but Shana moves out of the way as it's Naya crashing the bottom turnbuckle. Hits a knee and fires a kicks across Naya's chest. Hits a roundhouse kick across her hip, but Naya hits her splash as she looks around the rough and hits a running senton. Climbs in the middle, looks for the Annihilator, but Shayna pulls her off with a German suplex. Locks in the curve for the clutch. Nia makes her, up to her, makes her way up to her feet and sends Shayna crash in the mat to force her to relinquish to hold. And it hits the Annihilator to score the win at 12 minutes and 9 seconds. This was okay. Honestly, I probably would have cut a couple minutes from this match, but I give this one a 5 out of 10. Then after the match, Becky Lynch makes her way down the ring to confront Naya, but she slips out of the ring before anything can happen. The backstage DIY works out with Candice Laurie, and Eddie Hartwell shows up before Imperium crashes the party and spoke about the lovely couple, and then calls them a lovely couple of losers. Indy mocks him by saying she hoped Gunther wouldn't get mad. After DOI, Leray and Harwell walks away, Luva Kaiser told Giovanni Vinci not to script because their tag match was informed. So Vinci said he got it and he says he hopes he does too. So we go to that matchup, the tag team two out of three falls match DOI versus Imperium. So we start with the first fall. It starts out with Tomas Gem and Luba Kaiser lock up. Then champ Champa crash in the corner face first, then takes Giovanni Vinci in. Vinci lands an uppercut on Champa. Champa fire strikes on him. Vinci runs him over the cross and catches her right hand across the spine before taking Luvic Kaiser. Then Kaiser stomps on Champa's hip, but Champa sends a crouch in the middle of turnbuckle face first and tags in Gargano. Gargano levels Kaiser, hits it into Gary from the apron, hits a spear for the middle rope, and tags in Champa. They look to hit Meat in the middle, but Vinci prevents Gargano from hitting his part of the move. And this opens the door for Luvic to up to Mazzo Champa to get the first fall, So Imperium takes it 1 0. Then we go to our second fall as we come back from commercial break kaiser clocks champo to the right hand and takes in and Imperial look for a double draw kick to gargano before gargano takes a shot at kaiser on the apron and goes for imperial Bob, but gargano rolls on vinci to win the second fall and tied up at one apiece so we go to the th- third fall and follow fall Champa takes it and takes her strikes on Imperium before it's a double DDT on both men before Gargeo becomes legal and double teams on Vinci with Champa. Kaiser takes it and Imperium goes for the Imperium bomb again. But Geras escapes with a garage to Gine- Giafani. Vinci takes it and hits the Muzza off the top rope. That was a beautiful Muzza when Vinci does that off the top rope. But Gargao plans it. Uh, it was a pretty sport mood, but still. Anyway, Gargeo plans with DT. Then both Champa and Kaiser take it they have Tear on the ropes when Champa plans Kaiser. And tags in Gargano. DIY look for me in the middle again, but Champa got pulled out of the ring by Finchie. Champa sends Finji crush in the ring set, and Gargale looks at a running knee, but Kaja rolls him up for a two count. Tags in Champa and DIY finally hits the meet in the meeting in the middle to win this match at 2-1 to at total of 15 minutes and 17 seconds. This was actually a really fun match. I just won seven out of ten. I I kind of I've seen some people say this should have been a two. I honestly it probably could just been a normal tag match. But uh this was really fun though. And then so th- basically each fall was probably like five minutes each on, but it, I still like I give it one to seven out of ten. The backstage woman's touch is Chelsea Creep Paper now Tegan Knox and Italian. Tegan wants a punch which made Green flinch. The title says after they won their match, they will come after the ones' tag titles and will not miss. Then we're going to recap Other the Creepers when the unspit tag team tell no one gets the tag team to match last week. The backstage, actually speaking of the Creepers, they had New Day on their shorts when doing squats. Well, Ivy and I mean, watch after New Day were back on their feet. Woods says he messed up his wrist a bit in the match, but he'll be okay. Then Alpha, Alpha Academy shows up. Chad Gale fights Creepers to stop by for our training. Julius Creed called. Nile their secret weapon when it came to neutralizing the women's world champion Ripley, for Gable had Maxine Dupree before hit squats with Tazawa on her shoulders. Then we go to the judge for day lounge as we are troop hanging out in there, set up his new television for the for Damien Priest, Finn Balor uh, sorry, up sorry, unspeakable Mr. Money Big Damien Priest, XC North American Dominick, and JD McDonough, kicks him up before discuss Drew McIntyre, priest declares himself Escaler in the absence of Rhea Ripley and the other half of the tag Champs Finn Balor, then encourages Dominic and JD ahead of their Tag team match with the Kree Brothers later in the show. And speaking of tag team match, we go to the woman's side as Tegan knocks and Natalia goes against Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter. Tegan and Carter logo get a match started before Natalya and Katana Chance takes it and chance throws up Natalia for a two-count. Then gets katana above her head, hit the power zone, then Caden takes it and tosses Katana on top of her. Chance takes and takes Sarah <clears throat> so takes back it and Carter hits a drunk into Natalia in the corner before the looks to plant Katana, but Carter tags in before she can, so she fights her off and tags in Tegan. Tegan hits a running uppercut and a close on her right hands on Carter, and hits a sent out in the corner before Katana rolls up for a 2K as Natalia broke up the pin. She tags in, Katana catches with a coat breaker, and Kaden becomes legal. Lands a kick crocs her face. Katana tags in and hits Natalia with the cake stand for the whim. At 4 minutes and 49 seconds. I thought the crowd was actually kind of dead for this match. Where they? Oh, they were out in New York for this match. But they they got lively for that cake stand move. I thought that was a pretty cool move, but I just want a 4 out of 10. Note the match, Chelsea Green comes in the apron and yells at Kitana and Kane. Before, Carter teases punching Green, but Kitana draw kicks Green to the floor with the assist of Kane and and Cody Rhodes makes his way down the ring. He says he was terrified the first time he carried poison mess from the Great Muda as a child. Then says he was right about his childhood fears. Last week, he says he should have paid attention to clues from Shinsuke Nakamura that he was indeed the person he was targeting. Then says he's Ray. He says Nakamura has both his attention and the attention of the WWE Universe. And says Nakamura could have come to the ring and explained himself, or come to the ring to fight Cody. The lights go out as Nakamura appears on the time-tron and tells Cody says he's made his eyes burn last week. He says Tony will, he will open Cody's eyes to show what he isn't seeing. He says they've taken the same path from the World Rumble to WrestleMania to lose at the greater stage at the mall. He says he slipped into a bottom but after his loss, much like Cody. He says he suffered the same humiliation. He says he knows Cody has a voice in his head that causes doubt things. He says Cody has inspired and." PC to unburn them. He said he'll take Cody's story off his hands because he never got to finish his own, and now he'll be finishing Cody's story for him. Once the lights come back on Cody tells Nakamura he doesn't respect him, despite their similar path. He he doesn't run from a fight, and there's Nakamura no to prove him that they are the same. And then we get Michael Whitebear reca- recaps Drew McIntyre's take a savings in the backstage attack earlier in the show. Then Pearce was on the phone asking someone to know if they had any update on Sammy before Jay Uso enters the office in this spoke how he had to get McIntyre. Pierce tries to calm him down so he can focus on his world title match later in the show. He said he was logged in and jumps up and down while he said he had this before intercontinental jam got their interest for him and spoke with Pierce after Jay left the room. Then we go to more tag team matching. It is Judgment Day's NXT North American Jim Dominic with their McDonough versus Julius and just the Cree brothers. First, Cree gets Dominic. Up for Julia Virgo suplex, then tags in Julius Grey Handomoth to him. as we see Archer appears in ringside and J McDonough takes him. Bruce becomes legal and hits a kneeling fireman's carry for hits a back body drop, followed like by a second uh kneeling fireman's carry. McDonough and Bruce each exchange elbow strikes before Bruce takes in Julius. Julius wears up to and takes Bruce back in. Dominic makes the blind take on his side before McDonough sends Bruce crashing in the out to the outside. Julius to send out Jonah and McDonough hits a monta up the ropes as we go to a commercial break. After the break, Dominic is three Migos to Burst, but Burst missed the counter into a Fergus Suplex, then tags in Julian. McDonald becomes legal and got caught with three Belly Belly Suplexes, so does Dominic. Julius gets McDonald into a lecture position, looks to take Burst, but Dominic pulls him off the top rope. McDonald counts into a Dragon Rana, or Poison Rana, whatever you want to call it, and tags in Dominic with Dominic says for 619, takes McDonald back into Julius, hits a double Suplex to Judgment Day, tags in Burst, Julius gets McDonald up in a position, and Bruce hits the British ball. Up the top rope to get the win at 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Not a bad match, actually. I just want six out of 10. The um, it just gets creepers momentum hitting into their future tag team tall match against priests in Balor, which I'm actually kind of excited for. I'm not gonna lie. Then we get highlights. Arab Rainy Orton choosing to sign SmackDown, so he gets hands on the bloodline. The backstage Adam Pierce approaches Seth Rollins and forwards that he fight CM Punk to be on Raw next week. With the attention upside to a raw contract, Ron laughs and says he doesn't give a damn. He said when Punk shows Roy's true colors and this blows up in Pierce's face, Pierce said he should stay out of his way when Rollins does what he has to do. He shoves his focus to his match with Jay Uso as he climbs and enters the pitcher while Pierce misses ex him. Jay told Rollins he spread him, but he'd wait nearly 15 years to get his opportunity. Jay told Rollins he was looking at the new World Headway Champ as if he felt them. Rollins says he felt Jey and told him he would he feels like he would stop his face into the mat the first chance he gets. Jay said that was cool because he felt that he would kick Rollins for face-off versions. He got. He said this was fairly We're about to get as he holds those fists. They fist bump and he gets the back. Big... Guess it was then went back to being peppy. It says it was his night. Then backstage somewhere else. Backstage, Damian Priest asked Dominic to make that what happened. Dominic says creepers are the real deal. Well, first, JD blamed our truth for the loss, but Dominic said no, the Kreebars are the real deal and adds that said, him and Ballard Bell watch out. So, McDonald chimes in and agrees that Kreebars are legit. Priest accepts the answer and tells him to go get cleaned up. Then we go to our main event of the show for the World Heavyweight Title. Seth Rollins defends against Jay Uso. Masters with a lockup, they go by for extension submission holds. Before Seth Rollins lays a short title, then Jay connects one of his own. Rollins will stomp, but Jay avoids it as we go to commercial break. After the commercial break, Rollins hits the springboard, moves on to J, falls over with a chop, hits a kick to the back of Jay's hip, and a back suplex, but Jay comes back with a variation of a neck breaker and then falls over with a backbreaker. Climbs the top elbow, Ron stops him with an integrated essay line on the outside, he goes for a bucket bomb to the barricade, but Jay escapes, and it hits a DDT on the floor as we go to another commercial break. After the second break, Rollins hits the round elbow. Close on Jay out of the ring, then hits a toe place to see it, looks for a second one, but Jay slides in the ring and closes line, close lines him back out. Then he hits a totally series of his own before they get back inside of the ring and take a travel clo- across uh, bodies. Jay fires strikes on Rollins, but Rollins hits a boot to his midsection section falls with a clothesline. He hits a kick to Rollins midsection before connecting with an open palm strike and an integrate hip attack. Climbs to the top looks to go flying, but Rollins tucks out of the way, connects with a sling blade, climbs to the top hits a splash. He goes for a pedigree, but Jay escapes before Ron's a super kick, but Jay hits one of his own and climbs the top and hits Uso Splash for a close two count. He goes back up to the top of Ron, joins up up there and hits a superplex, connects with a falcon arrow, followed by a pedigree for a close two count. He goes for a curse, zone, but Jay moves out of the other way and connects with a spear. Ron connects with a buckle bomb, but Jay hits another spear, goes to the top and connects with a second Uso Splash for another close close two count. Jay Lentz is super kick to his head. Look for another spear. Rollins goes with a pedigree and then plants him face first to the mat with a curse dump to get the three count and retain the World Heavyweight title at 22 minutes and 55 seconds. Really, really fun match. I just won 8 out of 10. We knew Rollins was retained, but it was still an excellent match. Didn't have to match. Rollins helps Jay up and celebrate with Aubrey Vignore before Drew McIntyre nails Jay with a brutal look at Claymore. On the floor, we're almost to come to Jade's aid by hitting a toy. So we say, but Tar catches him, hit the belly belly suplex on the floor, and then puts Jay for the announcement with a stating Falcon arrow and tells Jay the troop will set him free. The close of this week's Raw overall. I actually really enjoyed this week's This was way better than last week's Raw overall score. I'm gonna just want a seven out of 10. On this show, I will watch the Drew versus the same match, the two out of three false match between DIY and Imperium. In the world, that's the top three I recommend. If I'd say honorable mentions, it would be Creed's versus Judgment Day and the Women's Tag Match. At honorable mentions or be Creed versus Judgment Day. The Women's matches were actually weren't too bad, but the crowd was kind of dead for most of them. But the Monday Night Raw and only match was made so far for next week was Cody Rose versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and CM Punk will be on Monday Night Raw. But that is Raw. Now we'll head over to the Tuesday, December fifth shows. We will start with. Big Japan Bowl Wrestling's December, two days, day number two. So we kick it off with two pre show matches. The first one was Daisuke Saki model for Yuchi ends in a 10 minute title of a draw. And the other pre show match was a tag match. Isma Kadama and Kasmusma Yoshida defeating Koda Saiki Sa- 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 Fuda and Masaki Mahiro by submission via Boston Crab eight minutes and 41 seconds. And a non, so the actual sh- main show starts with a non title match. Big Japan Tetchips, Astronauts, Dakota Nomura, and Farber Abe. Defeating the Hashimoto's Daiji and Kasuhisuki. via Inferno Holdout at 7 minutes and 51 seconds. And 6-man tag team with Yokohama, Yokohama Shabu Street. 6-man tag teams, World World Champion Yoyagi. Alright oh, guys, sorry. And Yosuke Nakanoi 2. Shihiro Iri. Defeating Project Havoc at 11 minutes in 41 seconds. via Kasuhiri Chop. And a tag team Barbar board match. Ryu Ito and Miju Kejiyama. Defeating Yokohama Shabu Street. 6-man tag team Kusuhisuki. and Adolo Kabashi at 9 minutes and 23 seconds for a small package. and a Tag Team Concrete Block Match, Mishiro Takahashi and Yusuke Ito to Hayoshi Kamatani and Kigar Hajino at 10 minutes and 46 seconds via Jackhammer. and the main of the finals of the 2023 Tag Team Deathmatch Tournament, Crazy Lovers defeating the Deathmatch of champion Yuki Ishikawa and Daiji Wakamatsu at 21 minutes and 27 seconds via Running Sudon. So Crazy Lovers have won the Tag Team Deathmatch and they'll get shot at F- Astronauts I believe at the end of the year, I I think on the last Big Japan show of the year, I gotta double-check that, but I, it's sometime this month. That's all I know, but that was Big Japan Wrestling. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Fantastic Gate, day number four. We could get over with two third Mansion, one-third of the Open and triangle Gate Champions, Yamato. Team of Yuraki Doi, DvD Courages, Open to Dream Gate Champion, Madoka Kate Yota, and Ryo Tanaka a 9 minutes and 41 seconds so for Galleria. Six-man tag Another third of the open triangle. gym Jim Punch-Tamonaga. Team of problem Dragon Jiki Horikuchi defeating Hoho Loon, Kenhiro Ari, and Daikiyunaguchi at five and a half minutes by submission via Flying Cross Arm Breaker. In tight match Gold Class, Kota Minora, and K defeating Suji Kondo and Keiji Tora at eight minutes and 57 seconds via Jumping Knee. And six minutes, tight match we had M3K, Misaki Moshiki, Sumusha Moshiki, and Yoshichi Kondo getting the win over Natural Fives Jason Lee, UT, and Big Boss Moshu at seven minutes and 48 seconds via Twister. Luis Monte defeating Kai at 4 minutes and 35 seconds, Super Tigre. 6 minute time match. Natural Flags, Dragon, Fun, Kime, and Kazi. Team of Finito defeating sea prizen Shun Skywalker, and Yoshihiko Kato. Team of Dumas at 10 minutes, 11 seconds, JFK. Semi-main event, non-title match, open the 20 gate champions, d Kirch, Yuki Ishikawa, and Dragon Dia. Defeat open the triangle geek champion Dragon Kid, and Ita. Nine minutes and one second via Frog Splash in the main for the Open and Brave Gate title. Hyo defeating Champion Ishan at 12 minutes and 48 seconds via Samson Driver to win the Open and Brave Gate title. So it's uh, Dragon Game. Then we go over to Stardom's year end tour, night one. So we kick it off with. Uh, Starlight K defeat Yusuzuki at 8 minutes and 21 seconds via uh, Black Tiger Lake Killing. Mirosho Kawa defeat R-Star Champion Tech Club via Glamorous Collection Mina, 8 minutes and 7 seconds. And tag Queen Queen Quest's Gods of Star Chamber Kamatani and Mayu Amasaki defeat Hanako and Sore at 8 minutes and 5 seconds via Star Crusher. Megan Bane defeat Yunus F5, 6 minutes and 10 seconds. 6 4 tag match Oetai's Momoa Tanabe, Natsuhiko Tor and Roryoka. Defeating stars, new blood tag Team, Sai Ida and Hidden, along with Hatsuki, at 7 minutes and 41 seconds via B driver. Semi Maven in a tag match, crazy star, high speed and May and the 2023 five star Grand Prix winner, Susan Suzuki versus Queen Quest's Asumi in the other half of the Goddess of Star Champions, Yutomi Hai Shista, and in 15 minute time limit draw. And the Maven 6 1 tag team with Della D'Amato's other star champions, May Sakurai, Julia, and Micah. Defending God's Eye's other star champion, Mirai, Scandinavian Hurricane, and Surrey at 11 and 31 seconds via Noku Driver on Scandinavian Hurricane. So that was stardom. And we'll go to NWA's Power. We will kick it off with a tight match, the Country Gentlemen that is AJ Konza and KC Konza. <laughs> Defeating the slime ball, Sage, Chance, and Tommy Rank, 5 minutes and 7 seconds. For the women's television title, champion Maxine Perry, retains over Chelsea 3 minutes and 28 seconds. And Ted's Mansion, the New spectaculars, 2.0, Rush Freeman, and Slade. defeat the Outriders, Truth Magnum, and Ter- Terrible Floyd at 5 minutes and 50 seconds. In a Triple Threat match, Joe Alonso defeats Luke Curtis and Ray Fury at 6 minutes and 3 seconds. And made for the national title, Silas Major retains over Devin Dixon four minutes and 33 seconds so that was nwa and it will go over to nxt we'll kick it off with a video of rocks and press and college getting into a, a into a brawl at the performance there on uh, uh, monday then we go to that fatal or first up two fatal four S4 qualifying matches from the woman's side Fallon hilly first rocks and press first the hill first Kyle J. it's all the uh four competitors who lost they're qualified. So Fan lost to Tiffany Strand, Roxanne Perez lost to Lost Legend. The Hill losing to Blair Dambo, and Keon James losing to Kalani Jorn. So this is the last chance. So Rox and Perez and Keanu waste no time as they go after each other, but Thea Hill and Fan pull apart part to go after themselves before hitting Kiana with a double short tackle. The sense Perez and Henley crash in the mat, and all three of them take turns pinning each other before Thea essence Perez crash in the corner charges up on Roxanne. Uh, catch her with a boot and climbs the top rope, but Kiana knocks her out. Gets covered to strike for Thea, then Thea sends Henley crashing out the ring. Looks to go flying, but Kiana clocks her. Thea hits a drop toe to Kiana before Kiana begins brawl rocks on the outside. Hale levels rocks with a toe by that and Kiana hits Perez across the spot with her handbag and sends her crashing in the barricade. As we go to commercial break, we come out for break. Henley and Thea are on the top of it. Keanu pulls both legs down, but Roxanne hits a draw kick in a run, uppercut to in the corner for a fire of right hands. Thus, the same to Henley, hits a boot to her midsection, looks for pop rocks, but Keanu prevents her from hitting him. As they end up on the outside near the announce table, Kiana, Sorry, Roxanne sits Keanu crash in the barricade as they enter on the top of it before Keanu pulls Roxanne and they both crash for the announce table. As we got holy shit chance back in the ring, Thea looks to pin Fallon with a roll up, but she kicks it and connects with a shiny wizard to get the 5th and final spot in the Women's Iron Survivor match at 10 minutes and 9 seconds. Really fun match to kick off NXT. I just won 7 out of 10. Then we go back to Sheon KK is with Women's Shibu Larry Fakaria. and she said she looks forward to the Women's Iron Survivor challenge, but Lolo Vice, who is the winner of the 2023 Women's Breakout Tournament, confronts her by telling her not to get ahead of herself before Tame Pax interrupts and challenges Lola to a match. Then Wesley was fist bumping with a uh worker backstage and he came out on a cane. We didn't know what it was for. So we we come out for break. He's in the ring and he said is only four days away and match feeling of what it'd be like to be done Dominick here and take back to North America to away from but he says unfortunately it won't be happening that way and thanks fans for their support. He said he won't back the fan to his legs or take away the excursion pain that he's in. He said it will take surgery in times as well. He's unsure He'll be back. He says, Not a goodbye. It's see you later because he's far from being done. And speaking of Dominic Pistir, his music gets mixed way down to the ring, mocking Lee for going home. He said he doesn't doubt that Wesley needs back surgery, then complains about his background for carrying WWE for the past two years. He tells Lee to watch what he does for the North but now Wes won't be at all at deadline. He has a night off before Wesley enforced Dominic Day, who'll still be defending at deadline. That's right. Pierce on the time, trying to Dominic he'll be defending North Eric against. Another Lee, but it's this Dragon Lee, and he's be in the corner to support him. So Dragon Lee makes his way down the ring, and he takes out Dominic. Looks for a power move, but Dominic slides out of the ring before he can hit the move. Because the of that, I mean that that sucks for Wesley. And Vic Joseph said during the uh, Lolo fight, Tam Paxley match that uh, he's gonna be out eight to twelve months. So basically, he's gonna be out pretty much all of next year, even into early twenty twenty five. basically, we won't see him at all for, until either late. Next year or early 2025, at the most, but I mean, never say never. Then we go backstage to the or where Keon James rocks the press, getting a an referral and then gets into another brawl as officials perform from attack each other. Well, almost got into a brawl, I should say. Then Abel walks and tells him to make sure she'll get a match against you on deadline. Then we get a video package on the participants of the 2023 breakout tournament. And I'll give you, let me. The participants' names out because I forgot to write them down who was in it. <laughs> so the eight men are Riley Osborne, Canelo Carter, Tavon Heights, Dion Langston, uh, Luke Luca christophina Miles Barnes, Trey Beher, and Alba Femi. So, all those eight men are actually. It's a good I only knew six of the eight. The only two I never heard of is Deion Langson and Keanu Carter. But everybody else I heard before, but those are the eight. They're gonna be in the twenty twenty uh three breakout tournament. That's the men's. Actually, speaking of breakout tournament, we go to the 2023 Women's Breakout Tournament winner, Lola Vice, versus Tame Paxley. Masters of the lock before 4 day they- turns loggy charge submission holds. Before Paxley hits across by the Vice in the corner and falls with a powerbomb. Boots to the midsection, but Lola catches her uh, locks an ankle lock on her. Paxley makes her way to the bottom to break the lock, and Lola hits a kick to her corner, falls with a hip attack, followed by a roundhouse kick to get the quick win at 4 minutes and 4 seconds. This it, this was a, it was just there honestly I just gets low some dominant wins i guess one of four out of ten then we go to a video from last week showing axiom and nathan fraser talking backstage where axiom give nathan fraser as a joke after his match with elia Dragunov before they agreed to a match then we see baron Corbin arrives at the nxt building and he gets in the park guy says he would be sweet when he wants the nxt title on saturday then there's a video of will Hayes a trip when he's talking backstage where they hit it out of the room so we see Joe Gacy sits in the uni- in the crowd and tells Vic Joseph, him and the rest of the fans love him. Here we go to a six-person tag match? Metaphors, Heritage Cup James, Noam Dar, Oramenta and Lash Legend, who will be in the Women's arms fire match this Saturday. To go against Alpha cabin Chad Gable, Otis, and Maxine the pre. So Noam Dar and Chad Gable block of match, started before Gable sends Noam Crash in the match, to locks to Ankle Lock, but Dar quickly makes his way over the ropes to break the hole. that Oramenta takes it and Gable fires chops on him. He falls with a pair of uh, arm drags, locks another ankle up, but Lash legend jags and forced to hold to be broken. And then he rules men face to men and women face to women. So Max and Pre enters and hits a boot on Legend before he looks for her girl, but Lash catches her before Noam and always takes in. always hits a short tackle on Noam, but Menta takes it as Dar Menta far right hands on O's spine, but O's takes both of them to suplex. Gable takes it, hits a double close on the middle rope, then everyone begins brawling as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. Noam hits a knee to Gable's midsection. For Gable responds with a suplex, and Noam. takes an Otis as Mensa takes it, and O'S connects with a short tackle, followed by body slam and a back elbow. Dar tries to interfere, but O's pines with a powerbomb. bomb. Mensa connects with a knee. It looks for a springboard moonsault. But OS catches and hits a slam and falls with the caterpillar. But Mensa takes in legend. Legend hits and bodies him the Otis, which got another holy shit chain. This is the second one, second or third on this whole show. But it's way. that Maxine Dupree climbs the top and hits a Hurkaran, and then Superbox goes to the car with, uh Menta pulls Dupree off of Lash. But Maxine fires a right hand on him, and Gable closes on out of the ring, looks to hit Ledger with a boot from the U.S. catches her. Dupree climbs on top of Gable's shorts and t- takes everybody out with a crossbody. Back in the ring, no one looks for Noble Roller on Gable, but he catches him. It, I should have thought it was a this was a pretty sick counter. Then locks in the ankle lock and rouses legs around Norm Star's leg, and he had no choice but to tap out. So Alpha Kami gets to win at 11 minutes and six seconds. This was actually a really enjoyable, fun, six person tag match. I mean, Lost Legend, like I can say she was the MVP of this match. I mean, her body's like, oh, just like, holy shit. That, that was actually pretty epic. But uh, I feel like this sets up Gable and Dar probably maybe for the first NXT after deadline. Or maybe in the future, but I'm actually pretty excited to see Noam and Chad Gable face off again. Then Hank Walker take Ledger were at Gallus's bar before they were confronted by Gallus before they challenged Mark Coffey Wolf game to a match next week, which they accepted. Then we go back to the NXT arena where well, Barnes exit is introduced Tiffany Strat, Loves Legend, Blair Diver, Klein Jordan, and Found Henley as it's time for the Iron Survivor Summit. Excuse me, then says that each one has a chance to take to the floor and explain why they should win the match. He forms the one if. It- he warns all five women that if someone brings up their name, they're allowed to qu- quickly respond. So, Tiffany trying to kick things off, she, she's the favorite to win as she's the most talented and athletic star in the match. She breaks by Charlotte Flair, giving her Shadow, shout and says she's the only person to held the woman's title as she sees four participant trophies in one winner. Colony Jorn is next to speak. She, says, she may be the competitor in the match with the least experience. She said, Well, she doesn't know which, what to expect. None of her opponents know either, given that they haven't been in the match before, which is true. All, excuse me all five ladies have this is their first time entering the match she says gymnastics can have afforded endurance and she can compete for 25 minutes last legend is next one i'm toast connie no one's hear to speak she says if strand wants to talk about how like she's she was in the if like with becky lynch to throw her as women's champion she knows a thing or two about scoring multiple pimples from watching noam dart defend his heritage cup title Then says she'll be putting everyone in the penalty box for connie question when she sends legends in the penalty box and legend that won't happen now it's Blair Davenport's turn and she said she doesn't like anyone in the ring. She's she's a bit she's put both Sobroka and Nikia lights on the shelf. Then she said, says, take a look at Gigi Dolan as an example of what she can do. Fallon cuts her off and takes shots at all of her points, except for Jorn. She says intends to ride the momentum of her win tonight and hitting in the deadline. Stratton tells Henley that she has no chance of winning the Women's iron inspired challenge. And Lunch takes interest in Stratton and cut her off. Barnes says, tries to in control but on new do so. So found Haley five steps and says yeehaw bitch is i mean slaps tiffany sharp across the face like my face hurt after seeing that so all phone all five ladies brawl in the ring and the officials broke up uh, this was actually a pretty fun segment i mean last Legend just screaming a little bit was kind of getting a little bit annoying but overall i thought this was fun and i'll do my quick predictions for a deadline at the end of this review then we go to our third match nathan frazier versus axiom Oh, I'm sorry. Match number four. I forgot there was five matches, so my apologies. Match number four. So, Frazier and Axeman waste no time going after each other. For. Axeman hits an arm drake and a draw kick, but Frazier hits a corrupt before taking each other with boots. Axeman causes start, looks to go flying. Frazier catches with a super kick in midair. Axeman spills to the outside. Frazier hits the boots off the ropes. But we see all five ladies in the women's arms for a chart. So, Braun with each other and goes in the ring. out then followed by the ring. So, the referee calls the match off. So, the, this goes to a no contest at two minutes and eight seconds. These guys, I know, have really great matches, but this one, I'm actually not going to give it over because we didn't have a side winner. So, And by sport, those two will face on the pre-show at Deadline, but like I said, when I get to the end of this review, I'll do quick predictions for Deadline. Then after the match, player down it, suffers from the rest of the women and ends up getting laid out by a kick from the return to Kia Lions. Then we go backstage to chase you, students in an assembly. On chase... Andre says all and says well, some of these are usual cause for celebration. That's not the case. He said he put the school in jeopardy with the misuse of school funds and gambling. And since the result of the investigation means Chase is under academic probation, he's a student who apply for financial debt will no longer be able to new students. And Andre reveals that he owns hundreds of thousands of dollars when asked by D. Hill he says, after losing all his personal finance, he used school funds and took out a loan from a third-party asset that he's unable to pay back. He said, he was sore chasing his glory and just began to suggest how they can held them from bank sales to car washes to crash courses on how to avoid financial troubles. And so sounds out from it, as she has a crush on the student who's suggests a car crush, as J. J. And uh, by the way, the guy who suggests, I think that was Riley Osborne, I believe. But I'm not 100% sure. Then we have her trick ones coming out of his Trick confronts Carmelo about a video posted the NXT anonymous Twitter account. John Carmelo follows Trick out of a room after Tack is from the night he was blindsided several weeks ago. Trick demands answer Carmelo to take a top of things after his fatal forward last chance RSR qualifying match. The Lexus King calls up, cuts a cell phone promo and calls up Carmelo Hayes. Then we go to the main event, the final. Fatal Four RSR Qualify Match: Tyler Bate, who lost to DiJack; First Joe Coffey, who lost to Trip Williams; First Carmelo Hayes, who lost to Josh Briggs; Eddie Forbes who lost to Braun Breaker. So Joe Coffey goes after Eddie Forp as he targets the injured ribs for Carmelo Hayes. Rolls Thorpe up for a two count. Then he hits Car- takes out Carmelo, and hits a boot to Tyler Bates midsection, looks for a name for his blade on him. Coffee pulls up Thorpe off and gets called one of his own. Then Carmelo fires a chop on bait, but bait responds with a draw kick, hits a knee to the coffee. It looks to go flying off the middle with an uppercut, but Joe catches it with a whisk, wrist lock, waist lock. I mean, Carmelo looks to break it up, but Joe catches it with a back bodger and says bait crash in the mat and catches bring more close on to Thorpe, but gets leveled with a crossbite by Thorpe off the top of him. so does bait. Carmelo hits Tyler bait with a kick, but Eddie Thorpe hits him with a spinebuster as we go to commercial break. We come back from break, Carmelo goes flying off the ropes with Springboard DDT to both bait and coffee. Thor then takes him down, hits a crossbody catches Carmelo with a German suplex, followed by Brain Buster to bait. He goes for the but Joe breaks up the pin. Ash is spills to the outside where Thor takes out both bait and coffee while by to a and hits Carmelo with a boot to the face. Coffee sends him crouch in the ring, steps behind first as the referee catch calls on medical officials to check out while well, back is on the ring. Coffee goes by off the top of take out bait and Carmelo. Hayes looks for a sunset flip to Coffee, but Coffee hits bait with a German suplex. Then hits it, sends Carmel crash in the bait. with both men with a strike. Carmel sends Coffee crash on top of bait. Hits a co-breaker to both. Sorry, Tyler, break. Looks for a cover, but Joe Joe breaks up at the last second. Carmel lays him on a super kick. Looks to fly up the ropes, but catches him with a Glasgow center mid air. Obviously, he needs to get a new. I, I'm not a big fan of that flying hit, but I think that's a stupid finisher. They begins from a bait before bait catches up with a springboard close light. Followed by the Tyler jar 97 to get the win and gets the final spot in the men's Iron Survivor match at 11 minutes and 5 seconds. Another fun four-way match. I just won 7 out of 10. Honestly, I like the women's one a little bit better than the men's, but this was still great. I just won 7 out of 10. <laughs> Excuse me. Then after the break Tully spoke about winning the or, sorry after the match, Bates spoke about winning the Ernstfire challenge before Dye wins the ring and hit Thor with a boop. Then says he's gonna win. Then Braun Breaker comes and speaks, followed by Josh Briggs. Then all four men put each other on those by taking jabs at each other and talks to himself before Trick Williams comes on the ring and, he says, and uh he's not in good mood, he's gonna whoop trick on all four men. And then he attacks Dijack. So we all five men in the Iron Spire get into a brawl as basically just a run to repeat of the women's to switch to win for the men. Then after the commercial break, we see Carmel asking Ava for a favor. She agrees and walks up to take care of things. Trick Williams storms and demands how if Carmel asks Lexus King to attack him. Carmel denies he did so and tells uh, Williams he asks Able to get a match at deadline against Lexus King. in order to prove he didn't attack Trick. Then Trick says that Carmel will be opening show this time and while around while he would be closing it That that's probably going to happen now but we'll, we'll see but that was actually a good promo the maven segment of the show the face-off between NXT jim either dragon and baron corbin Corbin volunteers to go first but dragon cuts him off and flips over his own chair he says corbin has turned their daylight match into much more than NXT title match and when he brought his personal life into things he says corbin can mock his accent or to he crosses the line now his body will pay Corbin says the sacrifices, dragging off his merit really excuses, then he turns his back on his son when he left him at home. He says Ilya's doing so to his is what his father did to him. Ilya takes off his suit jacket and tie. He gets fired up, but he says he's trying to contain his anger. He explains that unless she releases now, there won't be an NXT much at deadline because Corbin will be leaving an ambulance before he calls a a to son of a bitch. And of course, it's about mirrored things. He says it's about... Vindication for himself because he never stopped for brand tangents or COVID 19. He's been a prominent figure in WWE for over eight years. This is is about to lose it, given that he's missed his son and the son misses him. He said, This is about Dragon's family. He should do something about it right now. He flips the table over and continues to uh, provoke him. He offers Dragon a shot, turns away, then calls Dragon a coward. He starts playing like I was on with Court by hugging him instead of uh, punching him, Tells him that no one can destroy the dragon excess the dragon himself. He backs away and creepily smiles at him. Then the five men in the in this year's iron sword challenge, all spelled the ringside as we get another brawl. In the ring brawl it looks at DiJack with a spear, but DiJack throws Braun in the trick waves and they crash with the table in the corner. Then Bait takes out die and stands to haul to close out this week's NXT. Not a bad episode of the go-home edition of NXT 4 Deadline. Overall, I'm going to give this one a six out of ten. Honestly, oh, the only three matches you really need to watch is the two four-way Iron Survivor qualifying matches and the six-person tag. The, uh, that was really it for match-wise. And now we get Deadline. That's on tomorrow, Saturday, December 9th. So seven matches are on this show. Iron Survivor, DiJack, first Chick Williams, first Josh Briggs, first Bombberg first Tyler B. On the women's side of the RSR challenge, Tiffany Strat, Lost Legend, Blair Davenport, Connie Jordan, Fallon Henley. NXT Donnelly, A.J. Dragon, Baron Corbin, Donning Sir, Defense, the North Bay Dragon Lee, Roxanne Press versus Keon, Inside Steel Cage, Lexus King First Carl Hayes, and Nathan Richards as I'm on the pre show. And in next week's NXT, we will start the men's breakout tournament and Gallus versus Hank Walker and Tank Ledger in tag team action. Now I'll do my deadline predictions real quick. So for the men's, uh, I'm gonna go with Trick, but honorable mentions. I'm gonna say DiJack or Bait. On the women's side, I'm going with Tiffany, but honorable mentions. I'm gonna say Blair Devil or Found Hilly. Basically, if I had to do top three, those are my top three. Inner job retains against Baron Corbett. I think this one's tough, but I think Dominic retains because Dragley is in the U.S. title No one contender's tournament, so I don't really see Dragley Lee. I don't know, but I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna stick with Dominic to keep the title. I think Roxanne Perez defeats Kianj Steel Cage. Cameron he's gets to win over Lex. Uh, I'm going to go with Nathan Frazier getting the win on the pre-show, but that is NXT. And oh, we'll jump over to the Wednesday, December sixth shows as we kick off uh, with Dynamite. We have the first of three Continental Classic Goal League matches. John Moxley defeat Rouge at 14 minutes and 32 seconds. Second goal league match, going to defeat Mark Briscoe, 15 minutes and 44 seconds. For the women's title, Tony Storm retains over Sky Blue, 9 minutes and 19 seconds. And the fun and our final Continental Classic Gold League match, Jay White defeating Jay Lethal, limits in 24 seconds. And then for the TNT title, Christian Cage retains over Adam Copeland, 18 minutes and 2 seconds. Sustains after uh, Dynamite. John Moss is first in first place with 9 points, 3 wins, and 0 losses. In second place... In second place, J.Y. With, uh 6 points, 2 wins, and 1 loss. And in last place, Mark Briscoe and J.L. with 0 points, no wins, and 3 losses. And due to that, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal are actually mathematically eliminated. So that was AEW Dynamite. Then we'll go over to Ultra Japan Pro Real World Tag League and Junior Battle of Glory Night 10. So we kick it off with a six-man tag match. Koji format former Amei and Hikari Saito Defeating Asusuke Oyagi, rising high to right anyway. Eight minutes and 12 seconds. by match for OJMA. Then for the Gora television title in a Fatal 4 match. Champion Minoru, Tanaka, with Black, Maranze, Yoshi Yoshitatsu, and Takawa Amori at 7 minutes in 45 seconds. By submission via Ground, Cova, Twist. Then our first of 5 real-world tag-lead matches. Non-title. Uh, Koshiro Tokyo Japan and Saikyutana defeat all Asian tag teams. Yuki Sakaguchi, and Hitagi Okitani at 11 minutes in 10 seconds. Beating with Jack and Okitani. Our second real-world tag-lead match. Book Okatron, Galal Damal, and Haritama, defeat Ryan Davis and Cyrus at 8 minutes and 50 seconds via Lariat. Then our finals of the 22 and 3 Junior Battle Glory Tournament, Dan Tamra defeat Yuriki Doi at 15 and a half minutes via Powerbomb, and by 10 will challenge Alan for the Junior Ritual on New Year's Eve. And then our third Real World Tag League match. So basically, going into the show, the only teams were are left were Suwamu and Hideki Suki, Sato Brothers, Katsuhiko, Nakajima, Okuto, Amori, and Kendo, and Yama, and Ayagi. If, so, if we go to tie, that means the finals probably we will have a finals, but I'll get to that. So, Suji, Suji Ishikawa, Ren, Abe, defeat all Japan TV 6 main Tetris, Suwama, and Hideki, Suzuki. At 12 minutes, 15 seconds, we have Fire Thunder. So, Suwama and Suzuki are eliminated. Then, semi-maintenant non tile real-world team match. Roki, Hana, and Yuma Enzai defeat the World Tag Champ Cybars Junior Ray at 14 minutes and 42 cents via German suplex. So cybars are eliminated. So that means the winner of the Nakajima Omori versus Kento and Yuma will be the winners of the 2023 World Tag League. So this year, no finals. I believe this is the first time we had no finals in a couple years at least. But anyway, our main event, the Real World Tag League, Triple Crown with Katihiko, Nakajima, and Hokuto Omori. Date to V, Kenta Miyahira and Yomaiya, who won last year's Real World Tag League at 20 and a half minutes via Matsu Ensen. So to do that, Nakajima and Omar are your 2020 Real World Tag League winners. So it stands after 9-10. The final stands <clears throat> in first place, Triple Crown with Champ Ego, Nakajima, Hokuto Amor with 12 points, 6 wins, and 3 losses. In second place, World Tag Team Star all Japan TV 6 one on deck, Suki and Book Okasho, and with 10 points, with 5 wins and 4 losses. And third place, Kentumi, Hira, and Yuma Yagi, and Loma, Roki, Honda, and Yuma Enzo, with 9 points, 4 wins, 4 losses, 1 draw. And fourth place, All Asia Tatsu, Eruption, Kashiro, Tokyo Japan, and Tanabacha, and Ryan Davidson, with 8 points, 4 wins, and 5 losses. And then last place, Suji, Ishiko, and Ren, Ava, with 6 points, 3 wins, and 6 losses. So it's all Japan Poor Wrestling. Do we go over to Stardom's year and tour day number two? So we kick it off with our Sergeant May Sakura defeating Yasuki at 5 minutes and 35 seconds via Shining Buster. Me and Shira defeating you and Miss Mori at 7 minutes and 29 seconds via play DDT. 6 Woman tag match with God's Eyes, Scavenating and Hurricane, Emmy and Soray and Suri defeating Stars at tw- 9 minutes and 1 seconds via Blue Thunder Bomb. And match with Divine King Megan Bay and Micah defeating Wonder Sergeant Mirai and Hanako 8 minutes and 25 seconds via Flame Drop. Then in tag team match, we had crazy star defeat our star chamber mafia Beldez, Tekla tecla and julia at nine minutes and 17 seconds via grand master de tequila and the main eight woman tag team match. We had queen quests god star chamber yutami hi shista and some content a little amasaki and asumi defeat all the ties mom Tanabe, Tora, starlight and very Rari, at 13 minutes and 59 seconds via frankensteiner so stardom. Then we go over to Doku, tokyo joshi Pro wrestlings. Graduation Yuka Sakasaki's graduation, as I believe, should be going to AEW full time. So, we kick it over with a tag team I quit match. Yuka Sakasaki and Rocky Tasumi defeat Antonio Honda, train same Hiroshi at nine minutes and 23 seconds. When Yuka made Honda quit, six woman tag team Yuki Urai, senior Suzuki R- Runa, Okaboy, defeat Hamurari Toga, and Haru Kashiro. Nine minutes and 57 seconds by symmetry via sleeper hold. Six woman tactic with Daisy Monkeys, Suzume, me. Endo. Team of Wantanabe different Yuka Kamafuku, Mahara Karioka, and Kai Tarabami at 10 minutes and 37 seconds via uh, teardrop. Eight woman tactic with Princess Attack, James free Wi Fi. Hikari Noa and Noa Kaiyoto. Defeat Masuki and Yamano. Or Team of Masuki and I said defeat, but I meant teaming up. They De defeat Hyper Yuki Noa, Raku, and Harjuku. 11 minutes and 15 seconds via QD Special. Semi-main event in a non-tell triple threat match. Yuki Sakasaki to beat Shoko Nakajima and Prince, to Prince of Prisonship via Yamashita. 17 minutes and 45 seconds via elbow drop on Nakajima. And maybe we had a quick main event as the Magical Sugar Rabbits met in a quick match and in a three-minute time limit draw. So that was Tokyo Joshi Paul Wrestling. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Fantastic Gate Night 5. As we kick it off with six man tag team match weight natural vibes, big boss, Mushu, Kazi, and UT, defeating Seabrats, Shun Skywalker, Kai, and Yoshihiki Kato at a nine minutes of 1960 tank vibe. Then tag team match at Kung Fu Masters as Hu Ho Loon and Jason Lee, defeat open and triangle team Drengate and Prom Dragon at six minutes, 11 seconds via whole roll. Then tag team match of Gold Class, defeat open and triangle team Yamato, and Keiji at 11 minutes and 15 seconds via jumping knee. Tag team match at Louis Monte and Finito. Defeat Ishin and Dumas at 7 minutes and 5 seconds via Super Tigre. Six man Tatamoid D Curges open at 20 gyms Yuki Ishikawa and Dragon D. I'll open at Drinking Gyms Madoka Kitayota. Defeat M3K at 7 minutes and 18 seconds via DT DD DT D, And the man for the open Brave Gate Ohio retains over Jackie Funk Kameh at 14 minutes and 14 seconds via Samson Driver. Dragon Gate. To go over to World Tag League, night number 13. As this is the final uh, A-Block action, as we'll find out which two from A-Block will go to Semi-Follows, which was on today's show, which will, the semi and finals will be talked about on Sunday's episode. So we kick things off with a six-man tag match. Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Naga and Rizuka Deguchi losing the belt. Ball- log five, Jack to Taji Ishimaru, a bull club. And aim met 16 seconds via the Palm Thunder Driver on Deguchi. Eight man to match, we have lost ink and all by state opponents. Never open way, James Shingo Takagi, Yuju Suji, Sodan Jr., and Bushi defeating Tomogahama, Summer Jr., Atlas Jr., and Tiger Mask 4 at 9 minutes in 22 seconds. Faith Pomping Bomber and Tiger Mask, excuse me, and then six man to match, we have Monster Sauce and Master Wild defeat Growl and Desi at 7 minutes and 37 seconds. It's by submission, Fanadon, Jado. <laughs> Then, eight-man tattoo match, we had is never open six-man tattoos, Kessu Go Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, team with IWGB Hirogo and Yoshihashi, Defiant Justified Guys, IWG World with Jim Sanat, KOPW 2023, Jim Taiji, Yu Yu Moore, and Doki at 14 minutes and 28 seconds via high-fly flow. Then, our first uh, four eight-block matches of the World Tag League. See, going into the show, the only. <coughs> Excuse me. The only three teams left from A-Block was Blue Club, War Dogs, Team DK, and Chaos, which I'll get to Chaos in a second. So, Gate to Egity, Defeat, Kitu King, man right? Anyway, Oya, at 11 minutes and 34 seconds, we have Fall from Heaven on Iowa Our second A-Block match, we had House of Tortures, Idra, Takahashi, Evil, getting the win over show, Umino Randorita, at 9 minutes and 38 seconds, everything's evil, and Narita has joined House of Torture. So, our similar event, we had Chaos never 0.6 minutes. Tomo Ishii and Toriyano get the to win er, versus United Empire Grand and Nari. So if Chaos wins, they automatically advance. That that means of War Dogs for DMDK will determine second place. But if United Empire wins and both of War Dogs and DMDK, they both teams do advance, but th- that match will determine the first and second place winners. And United Empire does not They have eliminate Chaos at 13 minutes and 6 seconds via Streets of Rage on Tomo Ishii. So that means. Boca war dogs the team, both of fans, but the winners take first place. Well, the losing team takes second place. And Bull Cup War Dogs, they take first place as they defeat DMDK. That's Mikey Nagel, Shane Hayes. 15 minutes and 50 seconds high Jack Padra on Nichols. So Bulk of War Dogs will face the runner up of B block. Well, DMDK will face the first place runner of B, which again I'll I'll talk about on Sunday show. So the final blockade stands after night 13. In 1st place, Bullet Club War Dogs, Team Decay with 10 points, 5 wins, and 2 losses. Like, the reason Bullet Club War gets for because they have to tie over Team Decay. United Empire and Chaos in 2nd place with 8 points, 4 wins, and 3 losses. In 3rd place, Shota Umino Renderita and Hell's Torture with 6 points, 3 wins, and 4 losses. In last place, to Egity and Kentucky right Edoi with 4 points with 2 wins and 5 losses. So, 2 teams based, split into 4 places, but that was New Japan. Then we go to Suki Bun's second show ever as they were in Miami, Florida. As we kick it off with a tech match, Rina Yamashista and Stray Cat to beat Fidelita's Midnight Player Bingo. Intent to match it, Harajuku Stars, Saki Bima, and Maya Yamashi to Dangerously dangerous and Santa's Queen, Takashi and Konami. Crush you defeat be Ten. Chan. Fail format, Saray to Atama Binchi, Countless Saray and Babyface. Lydia and Tonight to Super Supersonic. And the man determine the first ever Suki bomb World Champion, Commander Nakajima defeat Ishiko Sakaya to come the first ever Suki Band World Champion. So that's the show there. And it will go over to Thursday, uh, December 7th shows, as we'll kick off with WWE's main event. Gigi Dolan beat Electro Lopez, four minutes 59 seconds, and Apollo Crews getting the win over to Javier Bernard. So that was the main event. Then we go over to Stardom's. You're in tour day number three, as we kick it off with Miruhiro Kondo defeat Rayaoka by submission via figure four. submits in forty seconds. Six one tag match. Oi Tai defeat Maya Hanako, and Yusuki. Yasuki at ten minutes and nine seconds feet double knee stomp. Six one tag match with Queen Quest defeating Stars at eleven minutes and nineteen seconds feet diamond foot stomp. semi one tag to match a Crazy Star defeat Miss Mori, and Megan Bain at 7 minutes in forty seven seconds feet tequila shot. In the main event, eight-woman tag team match. Del Del Mondo God's Eye at sixteen minutes and 44 seconds via for glorious driver. So, start stardom. Then we go over to Impact Wrestling as they were in Mexico. As they were... Them and A had a show going on. So they had a show on November 26th. That was the uh, Ultra Clash. But they showed six matches out of, like eight or nine. So, so, opening match was a mixed tag match. Exhibition, Chris David, and Jim Trinity. Defeat Chick, Tormenta, and Donna Monco Miko, at 8 minutes. Then a triple threat match. We had Mahatje Jr. to Eddie Edwards and Legao at 12 minutes. Tag match, Jordan Great sexy star, not the one who broke Ro- Mer- Rosemary's arms years ago, a different sexy star. Defeating Deldo, Diana Purrazzo, and Marfilla at 14 minutes. Intact match Digital Media Jim Tommy Dreamer, and L'Oreal Kid. Defeat Brian Myers in Black Tours at 11 minutes. Semi main event moves in one half of the AAA Trail Champions, Toxin, to beat Josh Alexander in the AAA Latin American Champion, Octagon Jr. at 17 minutes. And the main event six man tag match with AAA Mega Champion, El Hedro de Fakingo, and the modern machine guns, World Impact Watcher, Alex Shally, and Exhibit Champ, Chris Sabin. Defeat Los Fibros. <clears throat> nice. Look at it. About to go and toxin. T.O. Tramble got 18 minutes. This was actually a really fun show. I recommend watching this whole show, but that was Impact Wrestling. Due to or to MLW. By the way, there was no uh, fusion on this week as they had their pay per view one shot. So we kick it off with for the MLW middleweight in the CML world struggle both the retains both tiles over, over mascara Dora at 10 minutes and 45 seconds for the Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestling's princess princess title champion Mayo Yamashista, defeating demo XO at 9 minutes and 13 seconds Satoshi Kojima defeats Tom Lawler at 13 and a half minutes for the national openweight title Ricky Shimpage retains over Jimmy Lloyd 5 minutes and 24 seconds for the featherweight title Janai Kai retains over Mikey Ito 7 minutes and 27 seconds Animated for the MLW world title, Alice Kane retains one Matt Cardona at 14 minutes and 36 seconds. From this show, obviously, just watch the Kojima vs Waller match. uh, And then the middleweight and Royal historical welterweight title matches. And I'll, if I had to pick one more, i say watch the... Basically, watch the first three matches. Honestly, watch the first half of the show and just skip the last half. Because I, honestly, I thought the last half sucked, to be honest with you. But that is MLW. And anyway, we'll over to New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League Night 14. This is B-Block Finals. As we'll find which top two will meet full cup world in the of semi-finals on today's show. So, uh, dark match. We had Doki defeating Shomakato by submission via Half Paradise Lock at 6 minutes, 16 seconds. But that number aired on New Japan World. So the actual show starts with a 6 man tag match. Unite Empire, defeating Gita Eggie, and Yuta Nakashima. elements in 6 seconds via Rampage and Nakashima. 6 man tag match, we had... Uh, House of Torture being Shono, Umino, Rescue to Gucci, and Tiger Mask 4. At 7 minutes, 27 seconds being pinfall on Tiger Mask. Then 8 it, we had Chaos defeating Kitukimi at right in a way. Tongma, Hama, and Bullet Olake, Oleg. 9 minutes and 8 seconds via Roll Up on Hama. Then 6 tag team, we had Bullet Club defeating DMDK 5 minutes and 49 seconds via Jackhammer on Kuchite Fujita. Then our first, a 4-B-Block action of the, real, of the World Tag League. So going in the show, Bishamon, Just5Guys, Destiny, and my are the only four Teams left to basically qualify for the semifinals. Everybody else has been eliminated. So, Narendra Soki Nagat does get Eugene, dusk, Rook Army at nine minutes and 43 seconds for Gotch style on Jack Bonza. Our second B block actually lost and could obviously opponent defeating Soberna Jr. or losing, sorry, to Soberna Jr. Jr. 14 minutes in one second for a Soberna on Sonja Jr. Then our first of two non title B block actions. So, Monsters Wednesday take first place. If Grouse of Destiny wins, they take first place if Bishma wins, but second place if Just Five guys win because Just Five guys do have the win over God. But the strong opening ten chips do advance as to defeat Monster Sauce at fifteen minutes and fifteen seconds via Springboard Thunder Kiss eighty six on Alex Same. So basically, these two matches were basically winning in advance, but the uh, basically the first or second place was determined. So now the Maven, the other non-title B-Block action, if Just5Guys won, they take first place since G.O.D. won. But Bishma wins, they take second place. And Bishma does take second place as they defeat Just5Guys at 23 minutes and 42 seconds face shoto on Umino. Umino, sorry. So since Bishma won, they take second and G.O.D. takes first place. So Semi Falls was on today's show, Friday, September 8th. Bull Club War Dogs, who are first place in A block, will take on Bishma the runner-up B-Block. And the runner-up of a block dmdk will take on grass desi who won b block uh so final stands after 914 first place draw a boy tetris goes that's with 10 points five wins and two losses second place iwgb touches big nine points four wins two losses one draw third place monster sauce and just five goes eight points four wins three losses fourth place silver nardu and alex jr with seven points three wins three losses one draw Los August Day Palm with fifth place with six points, three wins, four losses in the last place rook Army Eminor Sugi, Eugene with four points, two wins and five losses. So that new Japan in the closeout this week's show we'll end it with uh, Ring of honor TV. this is episode I believe forty one. Yes, this is episode 41. So Billy Starks to be Danny Moe in mid 11. Don Cowles to be John be in 9 minutes 10 seconds. Rachel Ellerman to be Nikki Victory at 3 minutes 18 seconds. In tag team match, Work Horseman, Anthony Henry J. Drake to be D. Infantry Kylie Brow, and Sean Dean, 7 minutes 8 seconds. Tag team match, Lady Frost, and Treasure Door to be the Renegade, Charlotte Robin at 5 minutes 8 seconds. The first of three TV titles of the best qualified matches Lee Johnson to be Joshua at 7 minutes and 36 seconds. And Match of the Righteous Dutch and Vincent defeating the Outriders, Truth Magnum to avoid 4 minutes and 19 seconds. Second Swar so of the Fist TV Tall qualifying match. Lee Moriarty, defeating Tracy Williams 6 minutes and 29 seconds. Tad match the butcher and the blade defeating the boys Brandon and Brand Tate 5 minutes and 56 seconds. And Helico defeating Chris Rodel 7 minutes at 56 seconds. And the man the final SR so of the Fist TV Tall qualifying match. Kyle Fletcher gets the win over gravity 5 minutes in 28 seconds. So the final battle card has five matches now. That's our next Friday, actually, December 15th. So we have the Swart so of the Fist TV title match. The we, we know five of the six is Dawn Castle, Commander, Lee Johnson, Liam Moore, and Call and one more to be determined. I think will we'll defend the women's against Billy Sharks, but we found out on this episode that that would be the main event of final battle. And we have Keith Lee for Shane Taylor, Tony Nees for page, and I quit match. And a six-man tag match and homage and tribute to Jay Briscoe. it would be the Black Blue Combat Club, pure Chamberlain, and Brian Deos, and probably either Claudio or John Moxley. The goods FTR and Mark Briscoe. But that is the five matches. And that is the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on site for episode 94. The top of the show is from Friday for Sunday. Have a good weekend and stay safe.